0: Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Riz 901. We are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and we have our guy with us. He is our normal co-host. He is Ryan. What's up, man? Um, doing all right. The uh, If you are living around the
1: Mid-South, or maybe this is true around most of the nation, three days ago, you were enjoying 80-degree weather, and now it's in the 40s. Right. Um, so
0: yeah, it makes no sense. And here we are. I guess winter is here. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be a warmer week and then the weekend freezing again. I, I looked at it. I think it was yesterday. Cause I was like, man, is this going to be like this the rest of like the next couple weeks? Cause this is miserable. Global warming, uh, but it, yeah, it is. It is freezing. But, um, the Grizzlies, uh, they were out in Washington, um, playing the wizards. Talk about without, freezing. Yeah, the, the game. The game was cold, <laughs> like <laughs> abysmal. Uh, yeah, they took on the Wizards without Jai, without Bane. Um, but you know what we did? We hammered the Grizzly player watch 4-0, and baby, 4-0. and uh, it, w- it was funny because I was actually at my, my daughter's, my oldest daughter's uh, cheerleading event um, where they have – I don't know what you call it. Like pretty much you do cheer routines and they had practiced them all year. And while standing on the sidelines, cheering for flag football at the ripe old age of six and seven, and they came out with a cheer routine and there was judges in all the nine. It was crazy. Um, So I was there in the middle of a bunch of other cheerleaders and cheer moms and cheer dads. And so it was, uh, it was something I thought, I would never have to do in life. And then I became a parent and we started having girls and I realized that was going to be my life soon enough. Um, But I was in the middle of that thought there was no way zero chance. I was going to be able to put out any grizzly player watch stuff. And uh, my youngest daughter was in the bleachers with me and she goes, dad, I'm thirsty. And we're literally in the very middle of the bleachers, 10 people on each side of us, zero chance for us to get out. And I said, you know what? I think you do need a drink. So I told mom, we need to get her out. I'm going to get her a drink so she can stretch her legs and get some water. And uh, thankfully got out of there um, and was able to do some, uh, we'll say some uh, shopping around a a player prop lines and uh, came together, me and you little four. (laughs) No, not bad. It was (laughs) was great. It was the most um, probably, uh, very relaxed, not much researched 4 that I've ever done in my life. And it was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. That too much thought into that game
1: would have killed us. Um, yeah. And so we just looked at stuff and we're like, yeah, this seems right for the amount of minutes that some guys are going to get. Like, Tyus was by the skin of our teeth on his rebounds. Oh. But he played like 36 minutes. So it shouldn't have been that much of a sweat. Like you should have really had four or
0: five, but yeah, it is what it is. It's still cashed. Yeah. Still cash, baby. All right. Well, we are recording this a day earlier because I am going down to, uh, new Orleans to watch the Grizzlies take on the Pelicans. And so I'll be, uh, on the road at 11 tomorrow, hundred uh, percent. Uh, and so I, you're, you're seeing this on Tuesday, We are recording this on a Monday, so this is be the first time we are not live, but we're actually going to present it live um, as well as we always do. We will just not be live. So if you're in the comments, in the chat, I apologize. We're not going to answer your stuff today because we're actually not seeing them. But if you do comment, you do chat, um, I'll make sure that I, while driving, maybe, maybe I'll pull off for the safety of everyone. I'll pull off. Okay, pull off. Uh, and I'll respond to some of your chat questions that you might have. But uh, but this is not live. But we will be back live Thursday, 100, um, and that'll be with Nathan. I assume I have not talked to him, but either way, I will be here uh, for sure. Uh, but let's get into the game a little bit. We've uh, we've wasted enough time. The Grizzlies uh, took the L, and we've talked about it a little bit already. But it was it was an ugly game. Um, like I said, I was pretty busy leading up into it. I had about an hour or so uh, that I missed of the first half. Uh, caught the the whole entire second half, so I was able to catch up on a lot of stuff. But uh, the Grizzlies battled, man. Um, but it also goes to show that the Wizards are not that good, especially without Bill. Even though I think they're four and O or no four and one without Bill. I think I saw because they lost to the Grizzlies. Uh, but yeah, Aldama, um, as you as you talked about before we even got on here recording. Uh, is he a podcast listener of the grizz 901 <laughs> one
1: It seems like it because after uh, we kind of called out his energy and effort and like one rebound, he has been like game-changing. Yeah. Um Like he was really, really helpful and really good in the Timberwolves game um, with kind of frustrating cat and yeah you know was good again against the wizards game but he's just not that kind of player that can take over you know with two of your stars out um but he's had pretty good games since we've you know uh, this is like the lighter version of you know your preview at the beginning of the episode with where's that fire man (laughs) um so i where's the fuego I, i don't know what the Spanish for, is it's that fire, Fuego? fuego? Fire okay. is fuego yeah. Where's yeah. the Fuego? And he seemed to have heard the episode and caught the Fuego, at least like for the it. past couple games. So, uh, yeah, you're welcome, Grizz Nation. Um, <laughs> even though it was selfish of us because we just wanted him to win us bets. But Yes, uh, very yeah, much so. I, th- I thought Santi had a good week um yeah. for what he was the previous one. And to me, it was mostly like effort right? Like he didn't yeah. look like he was in his head where the past couple of weeks, he looked like he was kind of in his head a little bit. Should I do this? Should I not? Should I go for this? Should I not? He was just giving effort and it didn't matter. So something the coaching staff said to him or showed to him in film, I think really helped and pointed out for him for a quick turnaround. So he might be prone to lulls like that throughout the season. That's kind of natural for a second year player. Um, but it's nice to know that he will respond instead of sulk, you know.
0: Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, he had fifteen and seven. Uh we took the over one and a half blo- uh steals and blocks. Uh our guy doubled it. He had two, he had four. He had three blocks and a steal. So uh shout out to Santi, uh just kind of cashing for us on his stuff. Uh Dylan had an okay game. He went nine uh nineteen points uh four rebounds two assists wasn't bad he only took 22 shots though. Only 22. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh that's Dylan for you. Three and nine from deep. Uh he's just he's he's chunking, man. Chunking it up. Uh our Steve O, 12 and 10, double double. I had some money on his double double. So it was nice to have that. Uh, we also cashed on him. He was one of our uh, player props. He had over nine and a half rebounds. Uh so it's 10 rebounds cash for us. Taya, 17. And like six and like six assists, right? Six or seven assists for Adams uh oh he did i'm sorry i was looking at his steals when i just crossed over he had six assists wow yeah six assists a hey, good catch from you uh 17 for tyus um he did have three rebounds which is big for us we had him over two and a half rebounds uh yeah. so nice on that he did come in with three steals um and then john conch are seven points nine rebounds he had also had an assist and a steal um I secretly put a uh, a $10 bet on his plus 1000 to have a double double, nine rebounds, seven points. Uh just, you know, one more three, one more rebound. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come through for me. <laughs> Could have been a little $100. $100. Um outside of that, they went to a nine man rotation, so David Roddy uh was a minus 24 minus 24. Um Anything on that, I know you haven't seen a whole lot of that the game yet. You're gonna rewatch it today, but anything that you've seen out of David Roddy that just screams minus 24 because Chandler minus six, Laravia, minus nine, Clark, minus eight, Conchar, minus seven, Tyus, minus four, Adams, plus four, Brooks plus one, Aldama, plus three. Everybody was under single digits one way or the other. Like yeah. They were in the single digits, and he had a minus 24 outside by himself just in 28 minutes, which is the most on the actual bench. But he's minus 24. Does that make sense to you?
1: Um, I watched some of the game. I didn't really get to focus in on it, so that's why I'm going to rewatch it to kind of see stuff like that more. Um, but he had a decent shooting game, right? Like you've had in the high teens, I think, in points. And then – to see like a he had 15, 11. Oh, oh, he only had 11. Okay. For some reason, I think he had like 15 or something like that. But we went, he went five uh, of
0: 11 from shooting, 0 oh, of three from deep. Okay.
1: So <sighs> Roddy doesn't get the benefit of playing with top players, right? And especially in a lineup that doesn't have Jolly ja or Bane in it. And then you're coming in on the bench with, you know, Kennedy, Roddy. Jake, um, you know, Brandon Clark, who Clark didn't play a lot last night, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, but he also yeah. didn't shoot well from floor, shot poorly from the floor. Um, Roddy just doesn't really get the benefit of the fact where people can kind of prop up as plus or minus. So, really, with Roddy, what I kind of watch for, like, if he's going to be successful this season, it's going to be purely that he's shooting the ball well, right? Like, He's got to be hitting one or two threes and be efficient shooting to be a positive. Like I, right. I think that's, I think that's you can easily predict any plus minus variety on the rest of the season based on his shooting splits. Um, mm. So if you told me he went two for three from three, I'm like, okay, he was a positive player night. If he was zero for three, then I can say, ah, he was probably a negative. Like, I, mm. I just think his plus minus right now is closely tied to just his shooting performance, which is, you know, not, n- not untypical of a rookie, yeah. um, especially in bench lineups where, you know, for full strength, he's probably not playing anyways. So I, I think it's helpful that he's out there more than it's, like, hurtful for the Grizzlies. I think it's good reps for him. Yeah. Um, to see live-action minutes like that. But, yeah, if he's not shooting well, I think he's always going to be a negative on plus-minus, even though in the little spots that I did, I thought he looked better than what his plus-minus has reflected and the way he's been playing for the past couple of weeks. So I thought it was a little encouraging for him overall
0: from what he has been, even though he's still a huge minus. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, in the end of the day, like, I I don't want to hit on that game too much because realistically the Grizzlies are not supposed to win that game. Uh, they set their players in hopes that they would catch a win. Um, and honestly what, you know, third game in four days for the wizards, they are, well, I think it was a back-to-back for them as well. Yeah. Third game in four days, uh, on a back-to-back they were at home, obviously, um, you would expect probably, and the reason that the Grizzlies set John and Bane is, okay, the Wizards are probably going to go ahead and set someone because even, you know, they don't have Bane. I mean, they don't have Beal. So maybe they'll understand like, hey, they're setting Ja and they're setting Bane. Let's go ahead and set Porzingis or whoever because they don't have all their guys. So let's see if we can catch a win too and get some rest. So maybe the, you, you take a chance with that. But I think what happened is the Wizards said, no, we're going for it. We need some wins. So if we can get a win by playing our guys, we're going to do it. Like, is that really – are they looking for wins? Are the Wizards trying to be good? I mean, I I think their coach
1: is looking to try to build something right because, I mean, that's what, a 4-0 stretch for them? So he can can be something.
0: Well, I think it's four and one if you really break it down because they've won, yeah, four games are So four and one, realistically, without Beal. Okay.
1: But yeah, I think he's trying to build something that's just like, hey, look, guys, we can do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've beaten some good teams. But the context of all those wins are what's important, right? Like, yeah. I think one of those wins is against the Hornets. Like, the Hornets yeah. are god-awful. Um, the Grizzlies I- sitting two stars, like, if one of Bain or Jaw plays, I think they beat the Wizards by 10-plus right. like easily. Um, So I think context is important with all that, but I understand like you'd hate to be almost, what, 20 games into a season and or 15 games into a season, and the Grizzlies are sitting there two starters. You've won three in a row and be like, nah, we'll rest guys too. Yeah. and we might take another L to I just think that's bad for morale. Right. So to me, it wasn't about, at least for the Grizzlies, I, to me, it was they're looking forward to Tuesday. Yeah. Um, or I guess when this posts today, like they're, they want to be an all out effort ready to go for the Pelicans because it's going to require that kind of effort against the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> um, not to say the Pelicans might sit random people, too. You just never know with, the, yeah. with either teams. But uh, I, I think it was more so that the Grizzlies are like, it's the Wizards. Eh. Uh, not worth trying to, you know, maybe risk an injury to some weird flailing players like Kyle Kuzma and Anthony Gill <laughs> and Denny Avdija. Like, these All are guys right. that are, like, not totally in control of their bodies. So... If Jock goes up for, you know, a crazy layup and Kyle Kuzma undercuts him, like it's not worth it. So to me, it was just kind of let's, we want Tuesday. Like that's what I kind of got for it is that we want Tuesday, which is why I think Clark's minutes were as low as they were. Mm. um, Is like, you know, Steven played his normal rotation minutes, you know. Aldama played his normal rotations minutes. The only one that went over big time that plays is Tyus. Um, yeah. And so, if they wanted to, they probably could have pushed all their chips in to try to beat the Wizards, but I just didn't think they cared. Like, this is they're at what three scheduled losses already. Um, and I yeah. think they just really are looking forward to the Pelicans game, and that's why they set those two, because yeah. they really want the Pelicans game.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, in the end, Grizzlies took the loss. I uh, don't want to spend any more time on it because I don't. I don't think it warrants it. Honestly, uh, we spent yeah. enough time on that. Um, yeah. Let's. Uh, we're going to hit on the uh, the game predictions on the Pelicans since we've talked so much about it, uh, as well as maybe the Jaron Jackson Jr. sighting. Uh, before that, let me get out the uh, the ads out of the way, since they're the ones that, uh, that pay the bills. Uh, but if you need insurance for any reason, go check out Zach Jaworski State Farm. Uh, you can call them at 901-459-4227. Insures Memphis.com. Z-A-C-H, if you need, uh, whether it's automobile, boat, life, whatever insurance, go call our guys. At Zach Jaworski State Farm. Let them know that the Grizz 901 team sent you. 901-459-4227. Memphis.com. Also, the other thing. Go get some merch. The merch is live on the store. Grind City Media. Not Grind City Media. Designs.com.
1: Backslash <laughs> oh Grizz.
0: That. Yeah, backslash <laughs> Grizz901. Uh, so, you'll, there, we have some new stuff that's going to be coming out. But our official logo uh, on shirts, on hats, on koozies, on hoodies, whatever it is, a uh, hoodie season. fo show, uh, go get them at grindcitydesigns.com backslash Gris 901. Uh, you can go check them out. We have, uh, plenty of different brands to choose from if you're looking for, uh, different threads. So I'm a thread guy. I love my thread counts. I, uh, I, I, I'm probably a nerd at that. So I make sure we have some good stuff, some stuff that isn't as nice, but it's still thicker. So, you know, I need some of that. Um, all right. Let's get into the game predictions right now. I will be down there. I will be live in attendance unless something happens in the next uh, 24 hours. Uh, But the Grizzlies take on the Pelicans down in New Orleans. 6.30 on TNT. It is the uh, first game on TNT. It's going to be nice, early game. It's going to be great. Um, What are your predictions? Let's just go straight from the top, straight shooting predictions on the game. I... My gut says to take the Pelicans because it's at home,
1: um, but the fact that they sat Bane and Jaw kind of makes me teeter on that because it seems like it's a circle to game, um, mm. and I think this could could be a preview of a second round matchup in Western Conference Finals this year. Mm. Um, mm. I think both teams are really good. Like in my personal power rankings, I shared with you. Um, nine, 10, 11 in my power rankings right now are the Grizzlies, the Mavericks and the Pelicans. Um, like with the way the Warriors started, like I know we probably said on other podcasts about the quality of divisions, but the top end of our division might be the best in basketball right now. Like just yeah. the quality of the top three. And even the Spurs, like the Spurs are beating people regularly. <laughs> yeah. It's just the Rockets who really suck right now. So the Spurs might fall off. Sure. But like right now, there's no easy matchup besides the Rockets right now in our division. Um, yeah. So the quality of our division is top notch to me. And, this, this to me, this is an indicator when they sat, when they sat those two against the Wizards, I was like, okay, Tuesday is for real. Um, because I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure the effort level, you know, like, are they going to sleepwalk through a Wizards game, have a bad loss, and then give it all in the Pelicans? <laughs> and I nah, screw that. We're not even going to attempt to have that. Let's just be fully rested against the Pelicans. Um, But the Pelicans are kind of a wild card, right? Like, they seem to be about as injured as the Grizzlies are right now, and they will sit random people too. So I don't feel great about a prediction right now unless I know both teams are going to be playing pretty much everybody, right? And I think it's going to be an awesome game. Um, I think it will be up and down. Uh, It could be even more up and down if the Pelicans sit people because their bench – I mean, the bench runs for that team. Mm. Um, So their front five, like their normal guys, are kind of more in the mud, not in the mud, but they're a slower pace half-court team. Um, The second unit is run and gun. And so it's a very interesting clash of uh, styles, I guess, because the Grizzlies are all run and gun right now. So... Matchup wise I think if the Pelicans – like the Pelicans have to force the Grizzlies to be a half-court team. Can't have dumb turnovers, can't be missing a lot of shots and let the Grizzlies get out. Like they have to be efficient. So you probably get a lot of JV touches, Brandon Ingram around the perimeter, you know, Zion, ISOs in the post. Um, To me, they have to be efficient on offense for the Pelicans to kind of keep the Grizzlies at bay. And if the Pelicans are full strength, I think that's ultimately what might get the Grizzlies in the end is they just don't have enough of the half court execution to kind of overcome. Um, but if the Pelicans are a couple guys short, they're gonna play faster, which I think plays more into the Grizzlies' hands. So if I say the Pelicans are full strength, nobody's on the injury reserve and out or not out on the IR for the Pelicans, I would say the Pelicans win. If Mm. there's a couple guys out, then I think the Grizzlies will win. And that's truly just like it's a home team thing. You know, like even if the Pelicans are full strength coming to Memphis, I think the the Grizzlies win at home. So I think it's just one of those things. It's hard to win away in a division rivalry um, with two teams that have expectations to be top six in the West.
0: Wow. Um, There is one line out on that game already. Um, you can find it over at DraftKings as of recording. What do you think the line is at? I would say it's Pelicans two and a half. Pick them, baby. Pick them. Pick them. Woo!
1: It's interesting. So that actually means that they think the Grizzlies are a better team uh, yep. because of the home court advantage bump. So if you're, depending on how you value home court, NBA is. <laughs> You know, no. it's not like the it's not like the NFL but if it was like at a neutral site quote unquote the Grizzlies are probably favored by one and a half to two maybe
0: Max yeah absolute max yeah yeah, um, yeah crazy man uh, but yeah so the Grizzlies are you know it's a pick' em game which is weird to me um, and so the fact that literally the Grizzlies are pick them somewhere else. Is awesome. So, uh, what I did as of this recording, I went ahead and threw uh, a full unit on that one because I'll be there in attendance. So, why not cheer <laughs> on my guys um, and have some fun with it? So, it'll be a it'll be a good time. So, um, I will for sure be there, a hundred percent. So, yeah, um, that's the plan at least. Uh, but I think it's a. Um, I really do think that the Grizzlies can win this game. I, I don't see any reason that they can't. Uh, it's on TNT. You know how Ja plays, especially on TNT. But um, looking through these mashups, um, let's get the let's get the the elephant out of the room real quick. Let's mm. introduce the elephant to everyone. Mm. Jaren Jackson Jr. He is now doubtful. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was doubtful, so he's upgraded from out to doubtful. All right, he's not questionable, which we know the Grizzlies. If he's questionable, he's a game away. Jaron Jackson Jr. playing in New Orleans Tuesday? Uh, I don't think so. I mean,
1: uh, I would much rather want to bring him against an easier opponent (laughs) than a division rival, but they have surprised before with bringing guys back. I just don't really see it. Like, I would, it would, it would surprise me if Jaron played against the Pelicans. Um, and it would honestly surprise me if he played for another week. Um, mm. I, I'm just in no hurry with him. Now I'm sure he's probably ready to come back. And sometimes it's hard to tell a player no. Right. Um, yeah. especially one that's needed to take, you know, take the burden a little bit off of our two all-star guards shoulders. That's right. Two all-star guards shoulders. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I know he wants to be back, but I just I would not bring him back against Jonas Valanciunas and uh Zion and yeah. Larry Nance Jr. Like I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like even stupid Jackson Hayes on that team who's not playing anymore, but that idiot could come in and take out Jaron Jackson pretty easily. Talk about people have no control over their body. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want to see him. If he plays, I'd be surprised. And I would be surprised if we saw him for another week or two, really.
0: Yeah. all right He's not playing, guys. Okay. Not playing against the um, the Pelicans. Not yet. Now, we talked about this prior to coming on here, and we kind of looked at the schedule a little bit with the Grizzlies, and we saw maybe an opportunity. So what happens is, You upgrade him from doubtful to questionable. I also would upgrade Ja and Bane from doubtful to questionable. Today, as we're recording on Monday, because it comes out at 1 o'clock. So then you present that as a question of, are the Grizzlies going to play Jaren? Are they not going to play Jaren? That actually makes the Pelicans have to potentially talk about him, waste some breath like actually game plan, if he does play, what are we going to do? Because you don't game plan the same way against Jaron as you would a Santiago Dama. Let's just be honest. But that also allows you to question, are they going to have Ja? Are they going to have Bane? But you know what works in my favor, Ryan, with the questionable tag of Ja and Bane? (laughs) That allows whoever might be going to the game that has thoughts, do I want to go to that game? I don't know. Is Ja playing? I don't know. Do I want to buy a ticket? I don't know. I don't think he's going to play because it says questionable, and they don't know the Grizzlies. So let me go ahead and sell my tickets for cheap, whatever the face value is. I'll sell my ticket. Daniel needs one. What's the big deal? Um, and that's when I'm going to strike after 1 o'clock today when Ja is still questionable. And I'm hoping ticket prices are a lot lower than they have been, which is going to be nice mm-hmm. for me because we know that he's going to play. jaw's playing. TNT, hundred percent against Pelicans. He's playing. Well, uh, yeah, but I don't looked. know how
1: much but, you can. I don't know how much you can, can get lower on Pelicans tickets. Anyways, uh, Pelicans tickets. I mean, I think. They <laughs> well, give them, I think they give them
0: away at raffles on the street corner uh, because no one goes. Well, that to the was games. last. Yeah, last year for sure.
1: <laughs> this year
0: you have to have like you got to buy a ticket for the raffle though. Still a raffle. You just got to buy a ticket for the raffle. <laughs> 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 uh, but we we looked at it and um uh, friday night home game against the thunder might be a good chance to uh integrate jaron jackson jr because you have a game on the road right now against the pelicans a good matchup it's on tnt um i think you have another game you want to wait on jaron i think you put him in against the thunder the grizzlies have two days off From the Pelicans game until the Friday night game. So Tuesday to Friday, you have those two days off in the middle. I think you can integrate Jaron back a little bit towards a team like the Thunder. You get him in, whether he comes off the bench, whether he starts, who cares? He's playing 20 minutes max, maybe 15, and you call it a day. And that's it. And you can integrate Santi back in there because he's used to playing, and he'll be fine. And then maybe against the Nets, you play him again another 15 minutes. You kind of feel better about it on Sunday. Or maybe you don't, and you let him hold him off again until Tuesday, which is against the Kings at home. So whatever they do, I don't think he plays. Uh, I'd almost guarantee he does not play against the Pelicans. Uh, but I guess you'll probably see him uh, more than likely a Friday night game, uh, especially sell some extra tickets, even though SGA is going to be there and he's good. Uh, sell some extra tickets. Jaren's coming back. Uh, I think that might be the ploy.
1: Yeah. That would make more sense to me. That would be the earliest I could think is maybe against the Thunder. But, I mean, the most advantageous matchup for him to come back against is the Nets, right? Yeah. Like, they don't have a center that could affect right. him. Um, so he can just kind of hang around. Um, but, yeah, I just – I I would take precaution on the I, – I would be very specific on the matchup I bring him back against. Um, yeah. It's not Zion, and not have it be a physical bat. Like I do not want Jaron coming back from a foot thing, you know, smashing bodies with Valanchunas in the post. Like that's just not what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, Um, I agree. That is not the. uh, That's not the matchup I'm trying to get him back on. (laughs) Not interested. No, not interested at all. Um, all right, so anything, any uh, player matchups you're looking at, any game bets, any, anybody you're looking at in particular for this game because um, I have some things in mind that I like. Um, and so want to give it to you first and see if there's somebody you're kind of looking at potentially.
1: Yeah, I'm really interested by the Santi guard Zion. Um, I would assume that would be the matchup. Um, and then because Zion, when they go small, it's four out throws on the ball, mid post or at the elbow and let him go to work. And it's extremely effective, (laughs) but he's terrible on defense right now for whatever it is. And we've all seen the stuff like you saw the, the video going around the, the internet past day or two, um, where people are like, how would you grade your defense? And he was like, how would you grade it? It's just a topic right now with the Pelicans who are have been known for their scrappy defense, right? And he's just not, he does not care. Now, luckily for him, on vice versa, he if he's matched up with Santi, he doesn't really have to do much on, on defense. Um, which actually might be more beneficial for the Grizzlies because that means he's even less locked in than someone who's moving around and he's actually trying a little bit. Um, but the, the matchups are interesting. Like I expect Herb Jones to guard jaw, very interested Mm. by that matchup. Um, I like, I'm not sure if they're at full health, right? This is the whole caveat to the entire thing. We just don't know. Um, but CJ McCollum is not a good defender. Um, he at least tries though. And Brandon Ingram is average defender. Yeah. Like, who's guarding Bane and who's chasing him? So, like, I, is CJ going to guard Dylan and Brandon Ingram's going to guard Bane? I like that matchup for Bane.
0: Right.
1: Is and vice versa, is CJ going to guard Bane? I like that matchup for Bane. And if it's CJ, I like Bane assists because he's definitely getting by him and getting to the lane. <laughs> um, So I'm very intrigued by the matchups, which were the hardest thing for me. Well, not the hardest, but there was a lot of different avenues against the Timberwolves, right? Like, well, this guy could guard this guy. That would affect this. If he guards him, it affects this. Um, So that's the biggest thing. Like, I just want to see who's guarding who. And especially for both teams for props, because – is Dylan on Brandon Ingram? I I assume so. That's Bane Garden, CJ, which CJ has been a career Grizzly killer, and is just going to go through a lot of pick and rolls, and that's Stephen Adams' territory, right? Who's not mm. really a, you know, a hedge or get high big. He's a drop, just like JV is. Um, it, it's interesting, right? Because CJ can just shoot right over Bane. Uh, but I also wouldn't put jaw on CJ. So is jaw going to guard Herb Jones? Like, my, my assumption. <laughs> and that's my guess because Herb doesn't really do anything except backdoor cut and slash, or he just stands and shoots a wide open three on a kick out. So my guess would be jaws on Herb. Uh, Bane is on CJ and Dylan is on Brandon Ingram. That's my guess. Uh, now I I wouldn't think they put Dylan on Zion and then Santi on Brandon Ingram. I would not assume that, but that's my guess for the matchups. And if it is, I've got to like CJ points and assists. Like I just have to, um, because he's going to come off those screens, constant pick and rolls and just shoot right over Bane trying to get over the screen. Right. Um, and even if Bane goes under, he's going to pull up that three. So if CJ just has a terrible shooting night, then we'll lose. But if CJ has an average night, he's going to get a ton of opportunity to score the ball and to get assists. So those would be a couple that I would look for for the Pelicans. Um, But Bane assists I like if CJ's guarding him. It's just who's going to guard who. That's what I'm curious of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, and that's the the matchups are big. But also, you know, what I'm looking at is the that is great, and that makes all the sense in the world. I think it really comes down to who is going to abuse the drop center more. I really do, and I think it's both guys, Stephen Adams, JV. They're both drop guys, and if JV's not dropping, then you can just go right past him, like he's not. If he comes out for a hedge, you can split. And I know Ja can split that easily, but how much are they going to drop? Like, if it was me, I'm probably going to drop all the way on Ja. And that's what I said on the No Bluffin' podcast uh, that came out Monday, uh, that really it's – I think this team is as good as they want to be as long as they're healthy. But it comes down to one thing when it comes down to, like, the crunch time games – the big games when everybody actually plays like a real legit, like defensive scheme, I think it comes down to can jaw hit some three pointers because at some Mm -hmm. point teams have to say, you know what, if you want to shoot 15 three pointers, buddy, go ahead. I'm going (laughs) to go ahead and drop back to the free throw line. And I'm going to get my game plan in order to say, if you're going to get downhill, we're going to figure it out at some point. And don't be wrong. Jaw has proven us time and time again, that if you can't get back into the lane and pretty much be at the rim when he's at the rim, then you're not going to be able to stop him. Like he's going to do a dribble past you. And if you drop too far, he's going to have that little bit of floater that he's been uh, working on. So there's a lot to like, Uh, but if it was me, I'm taking my chances of his floater. I'm going to take my chances of actually being able to guard him um, at the, the rim pretty much if I can get my big back far enough. Um, and hopefully he just stops and takes 15 three pointers. I think he took 11 last game. Um, whoever, I think it was Minnesota, whoever it was, I I might be thinking of the game for that, but either way, I saw him took 11 once and I was like, man, why is he taking just 11? Because he has to, (laughs) um, let's see, like, like, uh, my favorite quote or whatever phrase, uh, from, um, coach Jenkins, it's either it's a tray or lay tray or lay like that's how he goes with his offense he wants to get a good three-pointer give a good you know rebound uh a chance right there or you get to the front of the rim and you're giving a layup so um i love that i think that's what this game comes down to
1: yeah i the other thing that's i i think ultimately what decides it is rebounding right like obviously if a team just doesn't shoot well you're gonna lose that's the nature of basketball in the nba um but I think this is a really interesting rebounding matchup because both teams are, you know, the Grizzlies are number one in the league for offensive rebounds, aren't they? And yeah. if I had to guess, I would say the Pelicans aren't too far behind. Um, yeah. So the Grizzlies, we know the Grizzlies haven't been a stellar defensive rebounding team. So if JV can just get now, that's the thing. It's like Titan on Titan battle, right? Right. It's, with Adams and JV, and, like, that is just a post-battle. But the Pelicans have kind of moved away from JV. Like, there is, they have shifted from a dependence on him, and it's pretty obvious. Um, His production and points are way down. Like, he'll have one every once in a while, but it's usually because everybody's out. Or it's a good matchup where he's just getting fed on assists for dunks. Um, I mean, JV is taking threes pretty consistently now. He's not taking a lot of them, but he's going to at least hoist up two of them up there. Um, so it's all about kind of rebounding to me. Like, this is when you get matchups like this, like the margins are so razor thin that it's really about who has the two more turnovers and who has mm. the five more rebounds. Like, that is essentially how you can explain playoff margin in basketball for the most part, right, is we had 13 turnovers, they had 16, and they had 12 offensive rebound, we had nine. Um, yeah. So I, I just I, – I think it's going to be a rebounding thing. And if the Grizzlies do lose, it's because the Pelicans have like 12 to 15 offensive rebounds.
0: Yeah. I I agree. And it's really who can and like enforce their will on the other team? Like whose game plan works better in all honesty? That's what it comes down to. Like I think both teams are gonna be fine. Both teams are gonna be there and they're not gonna go away. I don't think this is a blowout in any way at any point. Um, but I do think that you know, which team can really enforce their will on the other team? And what it comes down to is um that I just man, I, I just think that Steven Adams can be such a big asset in a game in games like this, because I feel like he's better than JV. And that's crazy for me to say that because I love JV when he was here. Uh, But I really do think that uh, Steven Adams could be amazing. And that's, and if I, whenever I see his props, I'm going to look at uh, Steven Adams props because I feel like that he's always going to be around. And so I think this could be a 12 to 15 rebound night because I think he has to uh, personally. And yeah. I don't even know his past matchups. So I'm going off of nothing right now. But um, <laughs> when I start looking into it, I'm going to kind of see, like, how is he matched up against them? And I do think that this could be a game where maybe you ladder his his rebounds and get up to, like, 15 and see mm. if you can take a shot at that. Um, but I do, think, I do think it's important. Somebody I'll probably stay away from this game is Dama because mm, yeah. he, he could get in foul trouble immediately, immediately and then you're talking about a guy like Brandon Clark guarding him, that's where you kind of have to go because you need somebody a little bit fleet of foot, somebody quicker uh, because you don't want to lose Dylan. You move Dylan onto a guy like uh, Zion. I don't think that makes sense because then you're leaving Brandon Ingram wide open unless you feel comfortable sending somebody else on Brandon Ingram then sliding uh, Dylan over there. I don't know. That might be possible, and that might be the way they could go is throw Dylan over there and then you rotate everybody over. You give Santi to Herb, and then you have Bane. I'm sorry. Then you have Ja on CJ and Bane on Brandon Ingram. I Woof. all of that just scares me. <laughs> okay, but in the end of the day, like CJ is going to get his shots. I think no matter who guards him, because I think he's going to run a lot of off a lot of picks. Um, I don't know if you want Ja chasing him all night. I think that just kills his legs. So. Um, I don't think there's a, a lot of good ways you can go, uh, but I think when it comes down to it is who shoots well. If, if the Pelicans shoot well, the Grizzlies are going to be in trouble because they are a good enough offensive team where they can get to their shot, and if it goes in, it's going to be a long night for the Grizzlies. If the Grizzlies can you know, enforce their will and hit some good open threes and Jaw's able to get downhill, it's going to be a long night for the Pelicans because they're not going to be able to keep up, especially if they get out and start running. Um, and I think that's when the bench unit for the uh, uh, for the Pelicans comes into play with that. So, um, anything else you have? We've uh, we've hit, been here for roughly 45 minutes, so uh, we're going to get out of here. But anything else you have in the game? Anything else you want to share before this uh, for this debut?
1: Uh, not anything major that we have to really go into. But I, you mentioning the bench unit, I think is a major point because the Pelicans' bench is ready, right? Like our bench yeah. is you know, it has its moments. It can be good and it can be really, really bad. The Pelicans backups are typically ready to go all the time. So that is a, like, that's big. Um, And so those are the kind of minutes that I'll be more interested in that creates margin um, where the starters have to always be constantly fighting to get back into it because they're, their bench just ran off on us a little bit on our backup. So little matchup within the matchup that I'm curious to see.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. It's going to be a good game either way. I've already uh, said I'm going to plant my flag in the Grizzlies uh, against the Pelicans, even though the Pelicans have had the Grizzlies number in the past. Um, There will be some uh, look, you know, uh, across some props to kind of stay, you know, stay tuned. Um, when this comes out, we'll be at our normal time, 11 AM, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so just make sure you kind of just check that out. If you're hearing this on the podcast network, I, uh, I'm probably gonna put this out a little bit early, um, with the Grizz on one podcast. So people have it early, uh, but the actual video portion won't come out until our normal time at 11. So, uh, pick what you want, pick what you want. Um, we're, we're going to have both of these available for you. Um, but just know that we will have our props coming out. I will hundred percent have something on the Pelicans last game. We went four and against the Grizzlies um, with just all Grizzlies. That might be something we look at. Are we just really better at the Grizzlies <laughs> stuff and not the opponents? Uh, I feel like we know the, the flaws of the Grizzlies so well we can pick the opponents, but um, here lately we've struck out on the opponent line. So um, that's, what, <laughs> that's
1: what I was, was going to say out. to you is like, if I had to guess more than half of our losses are just misses on the opposing teams. Plays. That's probably
0: it. Maybe, maybe we just take the Grizzlies, but we'll see. Maybe we go three and one or something like that. Maybe it's just <laughs> something that we have to love. Like I got to love a lot and yeah. maybe we'll reach out to some fellow uh, Pelicans fans that we trust that maybe give us some insight uh, that we might not know since they see this team all the time. So we'll see either way. We're going to have a good night. I promise you. We're going to be on the positive side, aren't we? Always, okay. No, we're not always. Um, all right. So, if you're listening to this, make sure you go back and check out the uh, no bluffing podcast. Uh, they're going to be here, uh, putting out a show. I would say almost every Monday uh, is their plan, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays is going to be the Grizz 901. Pretty much, we're going to recap what's happening, the craziness of a week, uh, within you know, games. Uh, usually, is so much going on. Um, the weekly show that they do, it's going to be good for the whole week. They're going to discuss topics outside of just the game, the game talk. Uh, and so make sure you check out them, uh, but make sure you hang out with us as we live stream every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, Ryan, we're going to let, let a little bit out of the bag here. Uh, Ryan is going to debut a new podcast. Um, it's uh, not new for everyone. It's been on the Leeds <laughs> podcast network for a while called the Free Basketball uh, Podcast. Uh, But they're coming over. Him and Cody are going to come over since they're both uh, Grizzlies fans. Uh, I thought it'd be smarter to kind of intertwine them into the Grizz911 family since we've already uh, kicked down the door letting no bluffing in here. So we're going to make sure we allow (laughs) them to come through uh, as well. Uh, They're going to break down um, a lot about where the Grizzlies are kind of in the standings in a sense, like if you're looking across the league, if it's important information, if somebody, somebody needs to know, it's going to be an aspect that they, they do. And they bring on uh that's going to be more of the NBA side, like all of like, where are the Grizzlies within the entire uh NBA? So anything you want to share about that podcast that's coming soon?
1: Uh Yeah, of course, you know, we have for forever been just a general NBA podcast, so we will definitely be workshopping things to you know kind of have a more grizzly slant to it. Um, so it'll be grizzly slanted when kind of like a general NBA world kind of landscape. Yep, um, so it won't just be a hundred percent grizzlies all the time, you get plenty of that on that on this network. So ours is ours is kind of like a general MBA palette cleanser mixed with Grizzly's influence in it, if that's a better way to describe it. But we're working yeah. on our ideas and topics and what we're going to do because we like to do random stuff. So um, we're excited. Should debut next week, and uh, yeah, you the Grizz Grizzly world gets to be introduced to Cody. So you will <laughs> you will never. Uh, after next week, you'll never go back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The, the long pauses, uh, (laughs) the, uh, the craziness and randomness that you don't get. I don't think from anybody else that's on the Grizz 901, like network at all. Anybody. (laughs) A wild card. It truly a wild card. Uh, Cody's Cody's a good one, man. Uh, So I've been on that podcast for a long time with free basketball. And so I think it only makes sense for, uh, those two guys, and, I, and I'll probably, as I was on this, the no bluffing podcast, I made a, uh, kind of a guest appearance, uh, because somebody was out, that's how it's going to be, uh, for me. And so I'll be on here because I'm doing two shows a week. Um, I'm kind of just, you know, Swiss army knife. I'll be moving around, helping out when somebody's out, uh, doing whatever, just to kind of keep the, uh, the ship heading the right direction. But, uh, that's going to be cool. And the other thing we've done lately is, uh, we teamed up, uh, with the grindhouse grizzlies, uh, the Twitter spaces team. Um, they're awesome. EJ and his team do a great job. And so we partner with them and uh, making sure that we let people know our fans know if you want post game content, we aren't able to produce that just yet. And we have already talked to EJ and his team about what the future may look like uh, within grizz One and possibly bring, bringing that to YouTube to video where you could come in and everybody has a chat room and we can actually go live after you know post game. So that's in the works. We just don't have the the talent to do that just yet. Not that we're not good enough. We don't have the people. We need more people to be able to do that um, and actually have a real schedule to where after games you have this place people can come to and hit up um, a show, a post game show. Um, and so what we did is we teamed up with them. And so we're going to have as much of them on uh, guest hosting and maybe being guest appearances um, on this show. Uh, but also we're going to kind of tag team a little bit of giving them a shout out each show, as well as on the, uh, the shows that they do, uh, giving us a shout out. So hopefully we can intertwine both fan bases. So if you need content through the week, we're going to be here for you. We're going to give it to you each and every week. We're going to have our, our three shows that are going to be live and going throughout the week. Uh, But also after games and maybe sometimes, you know, the morning of games, you can go check out a Grizzlies Twitter Spaces. But go check them out and go follow them. It is at Spaces Grizzlies, at Spaces Grizzlies. Uh, Go check them out and make sure you give them a follow as well as the Grizz901 podcast. It's at Grizz901 podcast. Go get a follow as well. That's going to be where all the content from the podcast comes. So, um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything, Ryan? No, I think we've covered about all of it. That's it. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we're all over YouTube. We are everywhere you can find a podcast. I promise you. I even found out why in the world I could not talk into uh, my Alexa dot or whatever Alexa that I might have. I was always trying to say, Alexa, play Grizz 901 podcast. And it would never work. And I couldn't figure out why. So finally I did Alexa play the Grizz 901 podcast and it worked. (laughs) So that's kind of cool. And now Alexa in the other room is just blaring. So uh, no clue what it's playing. Uh, But yeah, just go. If you want to check it out, it's Grizz 901 podcast on Alexa. (laughs) Uh, Anywhere you can find that. So that's all we have. The only thing left we have is to be nice and tell your friends.